Hello, everyone. I want to take this opportunity to say thank you. As you go at the Golden Boot, so do our needs, but we cannot do it without you. We ask that you continue to like our posts, share our content, and subscribe to our YouTube, Facebook, and other social media platforms. You may also visit thegoldenboot.com for the latest merch. If you would like to make a financial donation, you can do so through Cash App at Money Sign Golden Boot or through PayPal at paypal.me slash golden boot. We look forward to bringing you more laughs, knowledge, and entertainment. And again, thank you for your endless support. Sincerely and respectfully, the Golden Boot team. The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Golden Boot. It's your boy Pooba. I got my man Aunt Petty Murphy in the building. It is a lovely Thursday night. We got the Lady Tigers on the TV. Uh, they started off slow, making a quick push, trying to get back. Uh, just pushed it back even uh, against Georgia at home on what is now known as the Dale Brown Court. <laughs> For right don't now, even, don't even. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, nah. Nah, them, them folks was going crazy on Blake Show talking about that. Uh, but as we say every every episode, thank you for coming in. We truly appreciate your support. Uh, thank you, everybody. Um, God bless you. Um, uh, don't forget, subscribe, like, share. Um, uh, tell your friends, tell you, tell you, your enemies. Man, we're 426 everybody. subscribers away from a thousand. So yeah. y'all tell your your neighbor, your auntie, your co-workers, your babysitters, <laughs> everybody to subscribe to the Golden Boot on YouTube. Yes, sir. Uh and as we always say, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate it. Got our good man, Julian, the baseball guy Romero. <laughs> Got Josh in the building. What's good, Josh? Holding, holding it down. He said, "Don't open no can, of, no can of worms." Uh, yeah, them can. That's that's a can. Uh, that might be a barrel. Uh, Paul's hub in the building. Andrew Paul's up, Martin. He said, "Uh, wait, what happened on Blake's show? I couldn't watch tonight. Go back and watch it." Yeah. Uh, man. I it, it's yeah, yeah. So ain't gonna do it. We ain't gonna no, do no, it. No, 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 no. I, I will say this. You call me woke. I ain't woke. Ain't going to hurt my feelings. But I, but you're going to have to define it. Big facts. <laughs> you're going to have to be able to define it. Big uh, facts. Speaking of woke, CRT, happy Black History Month. Happy <laughs> <laughs> uh, Black History Month, everybody. Uh, it's not just our history. It's not for our culture. Uh, it's for everybody's history. Oh, uh, and man. it didn't start in 1619, and it won't end with President Obama. So happy Black History Month. And today, shout out to them boys. Today, we have these three gentlemen were the first three black men to play in the NBA. Uh, Mr. Earl Lloyd, Mr. Chuck Cooper, and Nat Sweetwater Clifton. Sweetwater. So, hey, you know what kind of you got? You know, you have to be a you, hell of you a gotta, baller. You got to be cold out to have a name cold. like Sweetwater. Sweetwater. Yeah. You got it. Hey, your jumper got to be so pure, dog. No, it ain't even funny. Sweet water, but yeah, man. Um, you, know he, you know he had all the ladies too. Mm, there goes sweet water. Yeah, you think he uh? He ain't messing with Will though. 
I was just been saying they probably keep them stats like that. Uh, he probably he probably kill it was killing Wilt. Nah, Wilt was known to steal. Nah, um, nobody was. You think Wilt actually put up no numbers? So I think it's a little bit exaggerated. Cause the conspiracy theory is that that a hundred ain't real. The hundred point game is real, man. They say that is not real. It's a lot yeah. of people. It's a lot of people who say that is. Let not me real. ask you this. Let me ask um, you this. And I know we're on Black History Month, but let me ask you this: All them white folks at that game, you think they was feeling a lot for a brother back then? <sighs> you make a valid point. Yes, they would have lied. No, no, bro. And then he did it on the white man too. No, bro. They would not have. They would have waited till he played Bill Russell and said he did it on Bill Russell. <laughs> too funny. Sherry Barry in the building. What's good, Sherry? Sherry, you missed it last night. It was on uh, Carl, I was on Carter show giving Carter uh marriage advice. It ain't gonna. It, yeah. Anyway. Um. It might may or may not be good. Hey, hey, hey holding the they wasn't six four. The man he scored a hundred points on was six foot nine. All right. Man, it wasn't about six nine back. Yes, he was. Bro, stop it, bro. Don't even make me do that. Walt Bellamy was six ten. Nate Thurman was six ten. They had seven footers back then, man. They didn't yeah, have bro. they didn't have rulers that big back then. I'm just playing. Stop. Net Clifton played at Xavier University of New Orleans. Look at Chuck, man. Okay, okay. Sweet water. Sweet water. Well, if he was from New Orleans, he would have been that swamp water. You know what I'm saying? That's true. <laughs> that is true. Normal guy in the building. What's good, normal guy? He said, I am like the third. Yeah. It's uh, all good, normal. Appreciate you for watching, man. Yeah. Uh, let's get started. National Signing Day was yesterday. Boring. Uh, interesting fact. For the first time in LSU history, they signed nobody on national nobody. Hit it, Keith. Uh, is this gonna be the uh new normal? Yeah, the new normal. <laughs> no pun yeah. intended. No pun intended. No, no pun intended. Said, normal guy. <laughs> the dude said, "Ask Stetson. He was in attendance." <laughs> Touche. As a matter of fact, I heard he was the ball boy for the Hershey. Uh. Hey, what if what if Stetson might have been intended for? What if Stetson like real life Benjamin Button? Hey, it wouldn't surprise me, bro. Wouldn't that surprise me? He played football when they had leather helmets. Him and Herschel Walker played together with the leather helmets. Mm. Oh shoot! Mm. No comment. No comment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, LSU did finish number five and number six, depending on which recruiting service you look at. They were number three in the SEC, uh, number one transfer portal class. Uh, overall, combined transfer portal and uh, early recruiting was like number three. Transfer portal killing the college football, man. It's killing it. I was just going to say, will fans think that the portal is bad for football? Uh, not this year until we lose somebody like another Jack Bash or – you know what I mean? Another someone else like that, or Cardell Thomas. You know, another fan favorite, and then yeah. they're gonna say it's ruining football again. Mm. It's transfer. I, I'm gonna ask this question: Is it the transfer portal, or is it the rule that allows them to transfer without penalty and stuff? I think it's the fact that they could transfer in conference with no penalty. I don't think it's the plan right away. I think that they don't like it whenever they go to Alabama or Texas A&M or DeMario Tolan and go to Auburn. You know what I mean? I think that's what makes fans more upset than them playing right away. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, something that uh, our good man from uh, in LSU uh, group, chat group, uh, and I'm blanking on his name. The, uh, Dusty? Dusty, thank you. Dusty brought this up, and 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 I when he said when he posted, it, I was like, oh, that is very interesting. I'm still in that, and I will be using it tonight. Thank you, sir. Uh, Bama offered seven of the top ten players in Louisiana. They only landed one. And that one was Eli Holstein. Yeah, he wouldn't come here no way. Most likely. Most likely. Uh, um, is this a is this a good sign for the Brian Kelly era? 
Yes and no. Uh, I say yes because obviously whenever you keep Alabama out the state, it's always a positive. But at the same time, Alabama's been replaced this year, you would say, by Texas. Um, getting Derrick Williams and Arch Manning and Will Randall, you know, getting some top guys from the state. So I'll say it's a good thing that Alabama's not getting them, but at the same time, you're not keeping everybody that you would like to keep in state also. So it's not it's, – the state ain't completely locked down. You're just keeping who you want to keep out. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get to that one too. Um, any big surprises nationally? Yep. Go ahead. Nicholas Harbour. In a sense, it wasn't really a surprise to me. I it thought South Carolina had it. I thought South Carolina had a chance, but anytime South Carolina lands a five star, it's a surprise, mm-hmm. honestly. So that's that's got to be the big surprise. Um, I think that is a big surprise. Um, I think I think I, so. Here's the funny thing: I think most of the bigger, the biggest, the, the biggest surprises happen in the HBCU side, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, uh, but um, Nicholas Harbor is one that a lot of people uh have said just simply because to... oh, my bad. no, just simply because that um, a lot of people were thinking Michigan, um, thinking Oregon. LSU, Oregon, uh, thinking Oregon LSU was kind of yeah. still in the race a little bit, so yeah. Then you got uh, Rashada was the other big name, yeah, you know, finally landing at Arizona State, so I think. Those were probably the two big ones yesterday. Um, obviously, Kamani McClain, whenever he decided to flip, was you know that was pretty big, but that wasn't yesterday. So, yeah, normal guy asked, uh, "Who was the DB from California uh, that commit to Oregon?" He said, "Not Dalen Austin." I have no idea. I'm not sure about that one. Um, that's something I have to look up. I'll go um, try to find it though. All right, but if, if while you look at that, uh, Julian brought up Tommy Reese to Alabama as the OC. Uh, Blake talked about this a lot on his show. I don't think uh, it's happening. You don't think it's happening? No, nah. nah, I'm, not, I'm not scared if it does happen. That, that that that's like a name that doesn't like. I hear that, I'm like, oh man, that's gonna be tough. That's gonna make it tough for LSU. I don't think that when I hear that name. Hmm. Uh... <sighs> I'm not going to go that far. Um, I get why you say that because of what we've seen from him in Notre Dame, but he'll have a, a, a lot of different talent pool to work with. It's always Alabama. I get that. I just don't – when I see that, I'm not like, you know, saying it's going to be tough. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It's like um, it's, 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 not, it's not Sark. It's not Lane. Uh, shoot, it's not even uh, Loxley. I'm not gonna go there. I don't know that. I don't know that because the the all right, the roster that he's got to work with at Notre Dame, he can only be so imaginative. You can only be so creative with that roster. So if he has a different a deck of cards to play with, you know what I'm saying? It might be it might look different. So I get why you say that. I'm just I have to see him with if I see him at a Florida, or if I see him at a Ohio State or someone like that that has comparable talent and he still looks the same, then I would be agree with you that I'm not scared of him. But as of now, I just feel like he could be a different person when he has different talent around. Honestly, I'm just glad they didn't get the guy from Washington. He scares oh, yeah. me. Oh, yeah. He scares that, me. I think that's funny because I don't think we talked about that. I think it's funny that he turned him down. He scares me, bro. Uh, I guess we can go here. Go here. Uh, Tom Brady, TB12, finally oh, retires. Well, he retires again. Uh, February 1st, 2023, one year to the day exactly. They retired last year. Yeah, uh, I think it's real this time, though. Yeah, it, it little, I can see it in his eyes. It's like he was going to cry. Like, seriously, like he was going to cry. And not like, no jokes aside. Um, Carter show last night. We talked about this. Uh, me and Blake, uh, me and Blake actually had a debate about this. Uh, Tom Brady. A lot of people consider him the goat. Do you consider him the goat? <sighs> I'm gonna probably 
you probably gonna consider this cop out. Mm-mm. But I think Peyton Manning is the best regular season quarterback of all time. I can completely agree with that. Um, I feel like Joe Montana is the best postseason quarterback of all time. Okay. Um, but I feel like if you just talking purely just quarterback, it's Tom Brady. However, if you're asking me who I would take like to start a franchise with, if any quarterback, he would not be my first, second, or probably third pick. Let's be honest. He won the Patriots first, second, or third pick. That's very true. That's very true. I, I just feel like his, his greatness isn't necessarily all skill-related. A lot of it is intangibles and leadership and, you know, getting the most out of your teammates. A lot of it isn't actually his abilities. Like, Aaron Rodgers is the – well, him or Patrick Mahomes is the best thrower of the football I've ever seen in my life. You know, Peyton Manning is probably the most cerebral quarterback I've ever seen. Like, there's nothing that I think Tom Brady does better than anybody else ex- as far as skill with the football. Everything he does better than everybody else is all intangibles. Gotcha. Let me ask this. What you know? Uh, what you think? Is he the GOAT? I can see why he can be considered the GOAT. <clears throat> I personally, just for sake of, of argument, um, I think there's better out there. I just can't put my finger on it. If that makes sense to you, so yeah, I, get what you're saying, but, I, I think that everything there's so there's nothing Tom Brady did or or does that I, I that I can look at him be like no other quarterback can do that. Agreed. No other player can do that. No other. There's nothing about him, but he did it, and he that's did fair. it for a long time. And to me, that's the most. That, to me, that's the best thing. He. That for his argument for his legacy is his durability and his longevity. You know See, what I mean? The fact that he was able to do it that long at such a high level. To me, that's like that's what makes him the GOAT. It's nothing that he did skill-wise. It's just the fact that he was able to, to sustain his level of play longer than anybody else. Chris brings up a point. A lot of people think it's 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 crazy, but he said Jerry Rice leads in air statistical category at his position. That's very valid, point. and that's very and that's very valid. It's very fair, and I cannot, I can't argue against that right now. But I think that, I think if if somebody if it is gonna sound biased, if Chase or Jefferson play, if I, I ain't gonna say Chase or Je- if Jefferson plays long enough with the right quarterback, I think he can catch Jerry Rice. Yeah, we thought the same thing about. Odell the way and Jarvis the way they started their careers. It's hard to sustain. Yeah, I, I get. Yeah, it's hard I, I didn't. I didn't necessarily think bro. Odell would. I thought Odell yeah, was that's... great. I didn't yeah. think Odell would. What you call it? Um, Jarvis the way he started with all those catches. Michael I Thomas think, and his run. Cooper problem, Cup just the problem on his I have. Run, the problem with Jarvis it, with, for me was who he played with. That's true. That's true. That, and that's I mean, that's Jefferson strictly, played with Kirk Cousins. I mean, I know, but I know that's what. I think that's part of me what impresses me so much. Um, again, again, I get I, I there's an argument there with Jerry Rice, but if you're going off Super Bowls, I mean it's Brady, Charles so, Haley's close second, Charles Taylor a close second. But all right. this Super Bowl thing, we got to bring up the fact that there's two sides this, of a football. You have an offensive side and you have a defensive side. And Tom Brady has had 17 seasons out of his, what, 20 seasons or whatever he played, 22 seasons, whatever it was, 17 seasons with a top 10 defense. 17 seasons with a top 10 defense. All right. I mean, because I got got a little – I don't want to rant. But I do have a little. Uh, you gonna speak to the people? You're not gonna tell them, hey. Okay. There's. I, I got a little rant about uh, when it comes to uh, Super Bowls and, and and goats and stuff or championships and goats. 
in basketball, it's fair. I think it's fair to kind of use championships in there, but that's st- it's still a team achievement. But in basketball, um, it's easier for one player to take over a game. A well, lot one easier. player has to play both sides of the court. You have yes. to play both sides of the ball in basketball. And football is the only sport where you only play one side. So you have to rely on your teammates to do yes. half of the work for you. So my thing if you're going when you clarify goat please do not throw championships in there agreed that is my that that is a pep if you cuz me and Blake were having the debate we were having last night and what I was saying to Blake Blake was saying yeah he's got seven rings he's done this he got them through and I get that great statistics use all them statistics tell me about his record in the in the what you call it great Still, even with the record, that's, that's team it's still, still team statistic. But I, I get it, leadership and stuff. Okay, intangibles, give me that. But do not throw in championships because that is a, a t- if anybody is able to claim championships for GOAT status, it's going to be a coach. Period. Yeah. Well, I agree. I, but, and my thing is, I don't, I mean, even t- even wins to me. Thank, that- thank you, uh, this old vet. Hey, this old, I, I will say this. I was on. I did pro, uh, produce two shows yesterday for for Blake. Uh, we did our show, and then I did Carter's show. This old vet was on each one, so appreciate you, this old vet, for for not only you know since supporting me, but supporting like pretty much all of because uh, I've seen him. I think I've seen him on on Mike Scarborough as well. Uh, but thank you for supporting, like, you know what I'm saying, small media and stuff. Uh, that it means a lot to us. So if nobody ever told you we appreciate. It. So, so goat always. I mean, this old vet always in here, yeah. but um, the goat thing, man. As far as like the rings, even team wins. I mean, even wins is that's a team statistic to me. Now, how many times have we seen quarterbacks? And since I'm a Saints fan, I bring up Drew Brees. How many times has Drew Brees thrown for five five hundred yards and four touchdowns and they lost the game? Yeah. Like. But then you got a quarterback who could throw three touchdowns, I mean, three interceptions, one touchdowns, and 100 and some yards and win a game because they got a good defense. That doesn't mean this quarterback is better than the, Drew Brees. You get them like, right. so you can't go off wins, especially whenever you look at the fact that, like, Tom Brady has never had worse than a 15th ranked defense except for this season. Never had worse than a 15th ranked season. And if you look at some of the other quarterbacks in his era, I'll just bring up his era. The average defense for um, for Peyton Manning was 14th in the league. The average defense for Drew Brees was 26th in the league. The average defense for Aaron Rodgers was 14th in the league. The average defense for Tom Brady was 7th in the league. So you have to look at how much help he is getting from the other side of the ball and how that helps him go on these championship runs. So if you take away the championship part of the debate, it's not as cut and dry as everybody tries to make it seem. Yes, he has more completions. Yes, he has more attempts. Yes, he has more yards. But that's because he played longer. Yeah. So if your argument is he's the GOAT because he played longer, that fair argument, you know what I mean, and I I'm with you on that, but you can't say he's the goat just because he's got seven rings, bro. Like he had so much more help than everybody else did. Yeah. So also, I, I do want to say this: if rings is a part of your criteria, please take Tom Brady out. Uh, at least three of those rings are, 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 are clouded <laughs> with with scandals. Uh, you got uh, well three. I know two, I, I, and there's another one. I just can't put my finger on which one it was. But um, you got Deflate Gate, you got Spy Gate. Um, then there's another one that's that's kind of clouded in 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 a little bit of scandal. Um, also, uh, in two of those, about the Tuck rule. That was the that, that, that no was that the was the same year. That was the same. That was Spygate. Yeah, I know, but he, you don't never the get same, Spygate if you don't. Well, right. They did Spygate twice though. Oh well, there you go. So they they go to three. So here here's the those are the the three. As far as scandal, then you got two of those championships where I I can honestly say defense was, I mean defense saved him. He was horrible. 
the uh the thirteen three Rams game. Uh, both the Rams games. I don't care what nobody. Both the Rams game. The first one, the greatest show on turf, got held to like ten points, bro. Yeah. Like, it's, come on, bro. Like, it was, I thought it was like seventeen. They kicked the field goal, to, which, which, man, listen, it was, I was like, huge... it was like seventeen, fourteen, or something like that. But either way it goes, that you, you stopped the greatest offense we had seen up until that time with that defense. Yeah. Tom Brady's numbers was terrible that game. Then you go to Seattle game. Malcolm Butler pick off the pass, and they lost that game if it wasn't for Malcolm Butler getting the yeah. interception, in. and then they get Tom Brady the MVP. You know what I mean? Like, so if you go off even, and that's another thing, I feel like you can't even go off MVPs. Because I feel like that's a voted on award by sports writers who don't really pay attention to the, you know what I'm saying, to the the game. Like, that game where Malcolm Butler intercepted the pass, how is he not the MVP? How is that not the biggest player of the game that literally won the game for his team? I mean, if you want to go to like, I know we're talking football, but Steve Nash getting MVPs over Kobe, like, like, come on, now you can't really go with MVPs and just say, oh, that's why somebody better than somebody else. To me, the eye test got to be the biggest part of what did they do when they was on the field. Um, his last championship with Tampa Bay against uh, Kansas City was also uh, defense. Oh yeah, they had Patrick Mahomes running for his life. Yeah. So uh but I said all that to say that uh right now there's is definitely a, a strong argument for um Tom Brady as you know what I'm saying goat. Oh, I'm yeah, not gonna argue goat, it. Man. I mean he the goat, but you just got you gotta change the criteria for why you determine that. Please just that, and that's my own thing. Please do not say championship, at least in football. Do not say yeah, championship. I agree. Let me ask you uh, this before we switch the subject. I'll break. Okay. Will he be better than Tony Romo as an analyst? I don't think so. He, I, I so Tony, Tony Romo, Romo doesn't tell off. Yeah, but I thought so. Here, that that's an interesting story. A story came out today that uh said that they've had an like, intervention to talk with Tony Romo. Uh, well. Part of part of it is probably they stopped giving Tony Romo the script to uh to read, so he wouldn't necessarily know. Uh, but no, seriously, I, I do think one thing that has made Tony Romo not as good, or people not like him as much, um, they stopped him from when he would sit there and say, "Hey, this is a play they're about to run." They told him to stop doing that. Well, that's that's true, but at the same time, he's been out the league for six years now, seven years now. So how much has changed in the game since he's left? And uh, I was reading it with Fox uh, when I was on Fox on Tuesday. He, um, We talked about this on his show. Like, the further you are away from your playing days, the more out of touch you become with what's going on at the current time. So back when he played, you know what I mean, it was play action, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. Now it's a totally different brand of football. We don't see no, you know, as much play action. You see more RPO game and stuff like that. So I feel like they probably did stop him, but at the same time, I don't know how effective he would be right now anyway doing that because it's a different era of football than what he was used to. And not only just that, you still have to prepare, you know what I'm saying, if you announcer, you can't just rely on, oh, I would have did this in this situation. I would have did that. It's a different brand of football now. So you got to basically study film and see what they're doing to be able to be able to call the plays out like that. And that was part of the intervention thing was he wasn't preparing and doing the prep work like they felt like he needed to to get ready for these games. Completely agree. Um you want to type it or you want to say it? You need to go ahead and say it so we can so you can go. We got hold on, we got a little commercial from our, our sponsor. Check out our merchandise. And our sponsor is our merchandise. There you go. Check out our merchandise. Our sponsor, our merchandise. Good night. Straight up. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Thank Bye, y'all. <laughs> All right. Thank you for my sponsor. But uh yeah, man. I I, I don't know. It is, and I I brought it up in jest about the scripts. Oh, Everybody's man. talked about we it. We know. Arian I can't believe Foster. people thought that was real, bro. Arian Foster, <laughs> Arian Foster on his his podcast talked about uh, 
about saying somebody asked, is it is it scripted? He said, Yes, the NFL is scripted. Basically, the walkthrough or the practices are, are going over the script, the plays you're gonna run for that week. Um, and it's getting the script right. And all these memes and TikToks have popped up since then. It first off, the internet is undefeated. Always and forever will be. Um, but y'all stop see, believing everything y'all see. Did you see the one with Jason Pierre Paul? When it was like him reading his script, and it was like <laughs> no man, that was oh, crazy. Man. Bro. The one, the, the Aaron Hernandez ones are, are wild, bro. Those ones are wild. Right? Um, a famous man once said, Don't believe everything you see on the internet, Abraham Lincoln. But, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, can we do that on Gerald Ford's internet? I know, right. Uh, Sean Payton. Thankfully, Sean, hallelujah. Sean it's Payton, over. yeah, the Sean Payton saga is over. Sean hallelujah. Payton is headed to the Broncos. Um, and that's why I wanted the Eagles to win last week. <laughs> With that being said, uh, in return, the Eagles got what a first round this year, a 2020. No, the Saints, the Saints got, I'm sorry, not the Saint Eagles. Yeah, I the said Saints, Eagles. We, yeah, I the know. Saints we got, got the uh, we got a first round this year. Which and is a like second round next year. Yes, yeah, number 29. And we got a second round next year. And we sending them a third round next year. Yeah. Uh, did the Saints get enough in return? Uh, Yeah. I think people got to realize, all right, let's backtrack a little bit. <clears throat> let's go back to whenever the reports first came out that the Saints was going to get two first round picks for him. Um. You got to realize he didn't coach last year. The last time we saw a coach go for two first-round picks, it was John Gruden. However, John Gruden was coming off that same tuck rule game, which was the AFC championship game. So not only was he an active coach, he was coming off of a championship game appearance. Totally different than what the last time we saw Sean Payton, which not only was it more than a year ago, but it wasn't a championship game appearance. It wasn't even a playoff appearance. So you have to look at the difference at the level of coach you have at that time. Not only just that, we can ask for whatever, but somebody got to be willing to pay it. And when Carolina picked their coach, Frank Wright, and once the Texans settled in on D'Amico Ryans, it was obvious that the only person left that was really interested in Sean Payton was Denver. And it looked like they they really weren't all that interested, but we'll get to that. But – so I mean, whenever you, whenever you, that's the the demand lowers, then the price lowers, and so you lucky that you got a first round pick. Honestly, I say that, and the second round pick next year, I I would personally not want to give up the third, but ultimately you just swap the third for a second next year, which with the Saints the way they like to move up is pretty good deal. So I'm just glad it's over with, and the fact that you got something for him instead of losing him for nothing next year. Is is beneficial to me, so I'm cool with it. I agree. Um, we had to get something. <sighs> Saints fans don't kill me for this. Sean Payne wasn't as good as y'all say. I mean, as we say, he Mike McCarthy. He got one championship. He's got now. Granted, granted. We don't know what happened. What would happen with the Nola no call? I think I think we win that Super Bowl. We make it the the Nola no call. But that's, that's true. But that's that's, that's if game. But that's still that's still two out of what. Um, we kept Drew too long. <laughs> um, <laughs> we he we, left. We didn't have no plan. He. We we didn't draft the quarterback. You could have had Lamar Jackson. You could have had some of these other guys, but you didn't draft them. And then you tried to take some Hill experiment. And when you realized that you didn't have a quarterback in the foreseeable future, you dipped. That's what that's what it is. Like let's be real about it. You also, um, <laughs> you also I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. You also draft like you, uh, Bill Belichick. In the Patriots, you there were so many reaches, and we had some guys that that panned out, and you're like, oh, 
okay. But then you got some guys that are like, huh? What? Why? And and that's all you can and that's all you can say. But yeah. I, I I personally, um, I think you'll be better off in the long well, you you could be better off in the long run once we get another coach. I'm not and, and I'm not I'm not saying Dennis Allen is terrible. He, he ain't good, good right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, he ain't good, but yeah. I say this though, back to Sean Payton. Sean Payton is Mike McCarthy. Like, if you want to be honest with it, they that's who you, you got in there. I mean, they both they both offensive-minded guys who are above average play calling, if not, you know, great play callers. Uh, one championship appearance among them, and both have been to a conference championship game other times and not been able to succeed, whether it was against the Bears or the Northern No-Call. And I understand the No-Call situation, but you had a chance to win it over time. And I, we can argue about that to the cows come home, but – the fact of the matter is he made it to the conference championship game multiple times and didn't win this. Yeah. Um, they're the same guy. They start Mike McCarthy got the job in Green Bay the exact same year that Sean Payton got the job in New Orleans. If you look at their resumes, it's basically the exact same. So people don't look at Mike McCarthy as he's one of the greatest coaches in the league right now. You know, they look at him as a, a great coach, but not a top three coach. And I feel like that's right where Sean Payton should be. I, I agree. Um, <laughs> how should the Saints use their their picks now? Now we got a first, a late first round pick, and and uh, was it is it two seconds we got? No, nah, we only got one second. Okay, we got one second. In, we got, we got a pick in every every round right now, though. Um, <sighs> man, I don't know. I've been doing some mock drafts. And it's too I, little too it's a little too early right now. I need to I've see seen some it. pretty good ones too. I've At least name wise on paper. Okay, who you seen that you like? I've seen so one I saw I saw the LSU fantasy one. That's not happening. Else. I don't even I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but it was like BJ uh makes no sense. BJ makes I, no sense. With the Saints run a four three or a four two five. BJ is a three four stand up jack outside linebacker. It makes absolutely no sense for the Saints to draft. <laughs> Can we stop with this, please? It was <laughs> I forget who the. Uh, it was BJ. It was J- Jacqueline Roy. It was BJ Kayshawn, Jacqueline Roy, uh, like Makai, Jay Ward. Like oh, come yeah, on, y'all. Yeah, come yeah. on. Bro. All right. Then the one I actually saw that I actually did like. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. It still had booty, but it was uh Eichel. That's uh, it's the same principle. He, had, I, he no, no. Folks. I'm sorry. I, I I take that back. It was uh it was, but it was it was Eichel. Um, this dude here, Hooker. Uh, in the first round? No, no. Henry Hooker was in. Hooker was in the second round. Okay, okay. I can give it that. I can give no, it. No, no. It was Henry Hooker was the second round, uh, and I forget who the third round was, but it, I, I always remember the first two. Um, <laughs> Daniel say, "Get Ali Gay." Yeah, get Ali five. Gay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, get Ali Gay. Uh, in yeah, he said, Ika can play in a four three. Ika is he can't. Four. I haven't uh, seen it. He can He can play in a four three. He started. 2020 in the four three, but he hated it. Is it didn't fit him, and, and he, he left. Was, he wasn't good in it. That's yeah, why he, he was like, That's yeah, like he was dominant. He was leading, like PFF. PFF is trash. Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm just like, if you look at any, if you look at any draft report on Ike, it says that he is a, a odd front nose. So, I mean, it doesn't make sense for the Saints to draft him either. I've seen a few that I like. I wouldn't mind getting Cyrus Otor- uh, Osiris Torrance. And in, in, uh, I know people are going to say another guard. But, yes, Andrews Pete needs to go. So, we need somebody to replace him. Um, I've seen us getting some edge guys. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind getting a D tackle. Um there's a guy from Pitt, last name like Clancy, I think, who had seven and a half, eight sacks from the D tackle position this year. Uh, if they go quarterback in the first round, it's not going to be Hendon Hooker. I guarantee oh, no. you, it's it's going to be Tanner McKee or whatever the kid from Stanford name is, the six six guy. 
I guarantee you, if they draft a quarterback in the first round, that's who it's going to be. That's not who the Saints need. Saints, Saints need to get with the program. I'm telling you who Get they, some mobility. I, I get that. I get telling it. Telling you, he is, he is six, like, six Andy Dalton. I mean, he'll, he'll take care of the ball a little better. You know what I mean? He one of them accurate quarterbacks. Doesn't have great athleticism, but he can move pretty good. He's, you know, he played at Stanford. They didn't have much around him, so he was constantly improvising and, you know, running for his life. He can make some good throws on the run from what I've seen, but I'm telling you, if the Saints go quarterback, it's going to be – that's who it's going to be. Some people have been saying Saints might look at Anthony Richardson. No, he's going to be gone. You think he'll be gone in the first? Yes. I don't see him going past pick 20. All right, Saints lose both DC, both of their co-DCs. Uh, we yeah. already knew Ryan Nielsen uh, took the Went job the with the Falcons, Falcons uh, to the Falcons. Um, Chris Richard and the Saints actually just parted ways. Yeah, I think that has to do with Chris Richard wants to call plays. And um, that ain't happening as long as Dennis Allen is the head coach. Dennis Allen is going to call plays on defense. So I think that was more of just a – a philosophy difference more so than anything else. I don't think there was any, you know, beef or nothing like that. Or it obviously wasn't from from performance standards because our pass defense was second in the league behind Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So I think it was more so Rashard wants to call plays and he wasn't going to have that opportunity in New Orleans. I could see him ending up in Denver, honestly. Um. David Irvin says, hold on, David Irvin says all these changes in the area that wasn't the problem. I mean, that's true, but at the same time, we couldn't stop Ryan Nielsen from leaving because it was technically a promotion. And also, this is Dennis Allen's defense. So while Chris Richard and Ryan Nielsen were good at what they do, this defense is still going to be Dennis Allen's defense. You know what I mean? Like, no matter who you have running it. So I I don't really – think it's as big of a loss as it sounds like whenever you hear you're losing your two your two co-DCs because you still got the man. It would be like losing the offensive coordinator if Sean Payton was over the other side. It's still Sean calling the shots. I, I love to see the script from this uh, the LSU women's basketball game because <laughs> Angel Reese literally just – Swap. Uh, she was like ten feet away from the girl and swapped down. The girl was shooting a, a shot, and the girl missed the shot. And they called a foul. Yeah. Referees are terrible. These referees are terrible. Uh, on the offensive side, wide receiver coach Ronald Curry interviews for the Tampa Bay offensive court. So, Rooney Rule. Yeah, when I saw Ronald Curry, I was like, it can't be that Ronald Curry. Talking about the one who used to hoop. Yeah. I was like, what? But no. Uh <laughs> uh but no, he Ronald Curry, uh current wide receiver coach for uh Tampa Bay. I mean for the for the Saints. He interviews for the Tampa Bay OC job. You say Rooney Rule. Um Yeah. He also currently is serving as the offensive coordinator for the senior bowl. Which makes me feel like it's the Rooney Rule. This man has never called plays before. Y'all finna hire him to be the offensive coordinator. Like this is his first, this is his first real opportunity to show what he could do as a play caller. So I don't, I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen, you know, but I just don't see that being, I don't see him being a true finalist for the job. I put, as of now, I'll just say that. Gotcha. Um, speaking of Rooney Rules, uh, D'Amico Ryan's. Nah, that ain't no ruin the rules situation now, my boy. Um, not in my opinion, at least. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I think he's very deserving. Um, but D'Amico Ryan's is named the new head, uh, head coach for the uh, Houston Texans. Yeah, former player for the Houston Texans as well. So I pretty I feel like the relationship he already has with that franchise makes it a little different than the uh, David Carley and. Lovey Smith hires that we've seen in the past few years. Um, not just that, he got a six-year deal. So, which lets me feel like they're gonna give him, you know, a pretty good, you know, amount of time to try to figure out and turn this thing around. 
Um, I do Thank agree you, with David Irvin. I do yeah. agree with David Irvin that the Texans don't treat coaches very well. He got a long-term deal, but the Texans don't treat – they don't treat coaches. But but you have to take into consideration that this is a former player who's been with that franchise before. So I'll give you if, they, if they were going to treat any coach the right way, you know what I mean, it would be – and I'm not going to say that they didn't do Bill O'Brien the right. I feel like they were more than fair with Bill O'Brien. They gave mm-hmm. him GM powers after he had shown he was a, co- a cable coach. If anything, they, they gave him too much, and they were too favorable with Bill O'Brien. So I just think recently, after they let Bill O'Brien go with the David Collins situation and then the Lovey Smith situation, that has gave them a bad name. But part of that was because of what they were going through do off you, the field as well. Do you, What about – do you give uh... – as far as Romeo Cromel, uh, I mean Romeo. I know he was. was I, interim, yeah, he I know he's an interim, interim coach. I mean, how many interim coaches get the job? If your name's Steve Wilkes. You definitely ain't getting it. I mean, prove yourself. A, I mean, but it's, it's a lot of them that don't get. It. I know it, it's a lot. Um, so I, I just I feel like you can't necessarily pick pick like you can't be too hard on them for not retaining the interim head coach. A lot oh, yeah. of times they want to go completely away from the old staff. I I will say th- that David Collar got a bad hand, but it wasn't it wasn't too many people gonna take that job knowing that Deshaun Watson in the situation that he was going through at the time. And then they want only reason they hired Lovey Smith is because they couldn't hire Josh McCown because of the lawsuit that Brian Flores had. So I mean it's Flores it's the, out here doing the uh, doing the Lord's work. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a, it's a lot of grade that comes into this situation it's not as black and white as it seems no pun intended oh very punish uh <laughs> but um my question is if you were D'Amico Ryan's or any black head coach that was offered the Texas job can you honestly turn it down knowing how they Knowing their reputation with how they treat coaches and stuff, or or how how they build, can I mean, you, I mean, as a black uh head coach, can can you turn it down? I mean, he turned down other jobs to get that job. Honestly, if we based off the reports, he Denver reached out to him. Yeah, before you know what I'm saying, but, but he times. Had, and and I get it. He had other options. Yeah, he, he had other options as far as and he chose the Texans. What does that say about Denver? What does it say about Denver if Dan Quinn, I mean, not Dan Quinn, if Harbaugh didn't want you, you know what I mean, if D'Amico Ryans didn't want you? And I, I, and some people say Dan Quinn turned down. I don't know how true that is or not, but, you know, it could be. So, I mean, I'm just saying, how, Sean Payton, third or fourth choice. I mean, but that can't be a good I, look for Denver, neither. That's not a good look for, for Denver or Sean Payton, but let's be real. Harbaugh get other offers. He will get other offers. That's true. Dan, Dan Quinn will get other offers. D'Amico Ryan's had other offers. I'm just he could have got he could have stayed in San Francisco for another year and got even more offers. That's so true. that's what I'm saying. If you, you obviously, as a player who played there for that long, he doesn't view the franchise the same way that we view the franchise. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, that that's the only thing that you could that's the only conclusion you can come to at this point if if he turned down other jobs and took that job, or he even said, "I'm," he didn't say, "I'm gonna stay in San Francisco and see if a better job opens up." He wanted that job, so I mean, you got obviously he don't look at them the way we do. Fair enough. Uh, LSU men's basketball team. Oh uh, man! Yesterday they dropped their ninth in a row to Missouri. Uh, Shout out Dennis Gates, man. He's doing a good job with that Missouri team. Yeah, they were they were down a lot, and they got down um, not too much. Uh, I think their their final score was like nine, a single digit win, if I'm not mistaken, or, or loss rather for for LSU. Uh, I got a question. Hopefully, I got an answer. All right. So obviously, this season is pretty much done for. So as we look forward to next year, are we at that point in college sports where 
you gotta put money into a bad program. Like, I know we people don't want to pay for losers. They want to give money to the teams that are winning. But how else is a coach supposed to turn a team around if he's not able to compete for the recruits he needs? You know what I'm saying? Like, if LSU – Ten-point loss. Sorry about that. Yeah, they lost by ten. Um, if you – if LSU is having not only to compete with other SEC schools, but mm-hmm. having to compete with the Memphis and – or I, I know they about to move. Or oh, you know Memphis and uh, who are some other mid majors that are like Gonzaga. You know what I mean obviously you know they you got more schools to compete with in basketball because you got the the mid majors who you know can can compete with you for some of the talent. So how how else is Matt Man supposed to go get the best players if everybody's like I'm not supporting the basketball program because they're not good. I think this program, because you said bad program, I don't think it's a bad program. I think um, it's a bad product right now. I say bad that. product right now, yes. Um, but the program isn't bad. We we see we know there's promise. Um, Do we? I mean, we just. I'm not we, trying to be. I'm not trying to be unfair. I'm just saying. I, 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 like to, to be to be fair, we saw it with Matt McMahon is is a winning coach. He he got That's to. Good. To you know, saying tournaments with um, Marquette, yeah. not Marquette, um, Murray State, Murray State, yeah, yeah, Murray State, um, and he made runs, a few runs. Um, we know that LSU can be a recruiting um, hotbed, I guess you, a warm bed, if you want to look they? at it like that. Can they? I mean, they were with Will Wade when he was, you know, when, saying when he was doing it illegally. But now the illegal way he was doing it is like that's the thing. But that's the thing. He was doing it with his money. Oh, that's true. You see what I'm saying? Like who's who's putting up this money? If that's nobody true. wants to support the basketball program because they're not winning, who's gonna give the money to Mabby Man so he can go do what he needs to do to get players? And that's another thing. You I say you, we say the future that we know there's promise there. I'm not saying it from a Matt McMahon standpoint. I'm saying it from a program as a whole. We don't know if we're gonna have a, a, a postseason ban, scholarship reduction. We don't know true. what's coming that way, so we don't really know how bright the future is. So I, I, I just feel like as fans, it's so easy for us to be like, "Oh, they're not playing good right now. I'm done. I'm not gonna watch them. I'm not gonna support them. I'm not gonna do anything like that." But in my opinion. You're just prolonging how long they're going to be bad. You know what I mean? Like, if you want them to be good, you need to give them resources. You need to, you know, I'm not saying NIL deal, you know, but support them, you know. Mm-hmm. So they can get resources from sponsors who can want to, you know, support a player or something like that. Because how else is Madden Man supposed to go and get a recruit over a, a Mississippi State or over Buzz Williams at Texas A&M, if our LSU ain't supporting their program the way the mother school supporting their programs? That's a good question. Maybe if they support it. It's the chicken and the egg, bro. <laughs> no, do I'll you got to have a good I'll program? Do you got to have a good program to be able to, for fans to support? Or do you need the support, and then that brings a good program? I think you need to see. Uh, I don't think you need. So we saw it like the beginning of the season. If you start, if you come out and you're you're winning, um, there was we we had questions at the beginning of the season. But if you're winning, um, and you're doing so in, in a way, what you, you know, what I'm saying you see the fight. People people can can stomach that a little bit, and they and they'll they'll be willing to put a little bit into that. Um, the problem what we're seeing now, we were getting we were getting our asses handed to us in That's games fair. that we That's we should we should have been fighting. It, it should have been, con- you know, fair, saying a lot we, of contests. But even before the Alabama game, like you lost a close one to Florida, you lost home. a close one to, to Kentucky. Yeah, people, not, people, because yeah, people, 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 people was okay with it. But when you lost a close one at home to Florida, people criticized the program. You know and what I mean? You, like when you lost to Texas A and M. You like a close one to Texas and you got killed. You got killed. So I understand getting killed whenever you lose by 40. You know what I mean? But whenever you have growing pains, you can't just abandon ship like that, bro. 
Like that, especially for a program that's rebuilding. Like you gotta like you you can't do that, man. And expect them to expect them to be consistent as a program whenever you're not consistent with the support. Like it don't make sense. Yeah. Um you asked about NIL. Well, this week in uh, LSU officially announced a school backed uh NIL collective. Um I think this is a a, a subscription base where you can donate um, a little bit a month or or whatever a month. Uh, what are your thoughts? Because because let, let I me ain't say got this. No, I pay too much for seating tickets <laughs> for this. For the, man, y'all find a way to get it out any kind of way you can, bro. LSU gold. But they already had. They already had a a non school backed. Uh, I think it was yeah. a player player pushed initiative. Yeah, uh, player pushed. Well. I don't know if that was technically considered a collective. I know they had the uh, they had one called Greater Baton Rouge or some some kind of thing like that. That's some kind of uh, collective. But this is the first school backed one. But I just. I'm I'm okay with it. I just I don't know how we're gonna be able as fans to be able to give to everything because you got TAF and and season ticket fees. You got LSU gold. Now you got this collector. You know what I mean? And you still got all the fanatics uh, NIL deals with the fanatics jersey sales and all that. It's like sooner or later you're gonna have people giving all this money but not coming to games because <laughs> they can't afford to come to the game no more. You know what I mean? So I just, I'm cool with it. I just don't know how much, I don't know when is too much, too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, or when is too much enough? I just don't, I don't know if it's going to end anytime soon. But I give them a little $10 or something, you know what I'm saying? Skip lunch one day and get oh. them out of lunch money. Oh my goodness. Uh, LSU women is out here. Uh, Looking like forward, they look, looking, looking ahead, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, 55-48. Uh, Georgia just got an A and one. They finna go to the free throw line and, and shoot the extra. It's like twenty four seconds left in the third. I mean, it's still time in the game, but Georgia came out here like they. I mean, we already knew they was gonna get LSU their best shot. Everybody's gonna get LSU their best shot. Yeah. Um, you gotta be able to play with that bullet on your back. Yeah, that target on your back. It might be a good thing though. If it might be a good thing if they get an L before South Carolina. I'm not wishing it on them, but oh, no. a, a L before South Carolina might, you know, refocus them, remotivate them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you watch the Pro Bowl stuff? For what? That trash? The the skills competition? No, no. I read. The oh, you didn't see what Dead Car said. I saw what Derek Carr said. I did see the clip, but I ain't watch. I ain't watch that. Uh, hey, the skills competition—the best part of the weekend. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I read the script, man. It, it, that's, that's trash. Uh, <laughs> uh, what you got uh, this weekend? What you looking forward to? Uh, I can't say the Pro Bowl. Um, I don't even know, bro. I mean, it's some college basketball. I'm looking forward to a little bit this weekend. We got some pretty big matchups this on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not the LSU one. I'm scared of that one. But um, Auburn, Tennessee, Purdue, Indiana, Kansas State, Texas, uh, Gonzaga, St. Mary's. That's always a good game. Then you got the t- uh, the Tobacco Road rivalry. First time without Coach K. Uh, they both unranked. It's kind of weird to see both of them be unranked to play this game, but you know, probably gonna just be watching a little hoops this weekend. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that. Uh, give me some UFC. It's gonna it's, it's some some UFC this weekend. Who I'm fighting like, this weekend. Uh, Islam and Volk ain't that this weekend? I don't. You the UFC guy? I don't know. I just watch it on his own. I think it's a. Uh... Nope, I'm, I'm wrong. Actually. That's I think that's next weekend. This weekend, Derek Lewis versus Spivik. Spivik. Oh, Derek Lewis. Yeah, I gotta watch the Black Beast fight. Oh, I forgot. I'm watching football this Saturday. Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl. Yes. As actually, right now on NFL Network is the East West Shrine game. 
the East is is trailing the West three to nothing in the second quarter. So it'll be nice, man. Uh our friend from Spaces, um, her son is playing in the East West Shrine game, DTR. So uh I probably catch that after this. Miss Melville, yeah, yeah, Miss Melville. But yeah, I probably gonna watch that uh, this weekend. The Senior Bowl, and then watch basketball around the Senior Bowl. Gotcha, it's, gonna, gotcha. it's gonna be raining all weekend. Hell, man, I'm tired. I feel like man, it's, uh, it's raining. I feel like bubble, I feel like I'm with Bubba and, and Forrest out here. <laughs> Rain was coming from the north, from the south. Yeah, it was raining sideways. <laughs> One day right. it just started raining and it didn't quit. Before we get up out of here, we do want to announce we do have programming change. Uh, uh, first off, the Golden Boot will be on Sundays and Wednesdays, uh, HBCU hour, Mondays and Thursdays. And you don't have to worry about what time. All shows, all shows, all shows will be at 8 p.m. Central. And again, we want to say, Happy Black History Month. Uh, go out and was, learn something. Learn something new. I, I had to teach my kids. You know, well, I had to teach them. My, we was talking today. My daughter made the comment. Uh, let, let matter of fact, let me learn. I know, I know Chucky here. I know he know. But let me learn y'all a little something. something. Uh, my daughter hit me with the, uh, man, why Black History Month got to be the shortest month? And I explained to her how we got to February. So it started off. Is being Negro History Day by Charles, uh, I'm not Charles, uh, Carter G. Woodson. Then he decided to do uh, Negro History Week. The reason why he chose February in, in that week was because it's to honor both Frederick Douglass and uh, Abraham Lincoln, whose birthdays Birthday. are both in February. Uh, his vision was for it to be, uh, to go from a day to a week and eventually a month in a year. Uh, well, we're at a month, Mr. Carter G. Woodson. And people are continually learning every day, you know, about the contributions that that uh, our ancestors have have presented for this country and this world. So yeah, we did uh, we did a year two though, uh, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. McDonald's did their Black Three Six Five campaign. Yeah, that yeah, was the whole yeah. Year. And honestly, twenty twenty, if you want to be real, <laughs> that's true. That is true. So, uh, so for anybody who didn't know, that is why Black History Month is in February. You are welcome. I will say this though. Um, please, please learn something. Uh, Google is free. Um, you can Google Black History Fact every day of Black History Month to celebrate. You know, uh, there's no shame in not knowing it, but there is shame in not trying to find out. So, um, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, every there's there's at least five items in your home that you wouldn't think of that were invented by a black person. Uh, when I found out recently. Home security system, as far as the video camera. Yeah, man, it's a lot invented, of them, bro. From invented the super, in the 60s. From the super soaker to the traffic light. It's I met him. Them, Lonnie Johnson. The super soaker. Yeah. He went, he's from Mobile. He went to Tuskegee. And the way he, he invented the super soaker, he was making a water, uh, like for the space shuttle, he was making like this water system. And he accidentally pushed it and it squirted out. And he was like, He's like, oh, and then he did it again. He's like, oh, this will be fun. And that's how he got the super soap. Yep. Happy Great. accidents. Uh, we'll be back Sunday. This Sunday, uh, we should have a special guest. Uh, Eight o'clock. All y'all got to do is subscribe and hit that little bell, and it'll let you know every time we go live. Yeah, so we'll be back Sunday. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday as well. Uh, we'll have a special guest in to uh, come on to talk about the Super Bowl with us. So tune in, tune in, tune in. Uh, I don't think we got nothing else. That's all I got. It. All right. Like that. Are out. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on Twitter at Golden Boot. On Instagram at Golden Boot. On YouTube at The Golden Boot Pod. On Facebook at The Golden Boot Pod. 
damn boot. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.